Best friends and Broadway superfans Jeff and Judy wait at the stage door every night to catch a glimpse of their idol Adina Menzel in the hilarious new comedy, Which Way to the Stage. And when a sexy stranger enters the scene and upends their friendship, Jeff and Judy have to go off book to rewrite their own finale. Called the best new comedy since theaters reopened by The Wrap and Zippy Fun by The New York Times, Grab your best friend and see which way to the stage at Signature Theater now through January 22nd. Get tickets at SIGTheater.org. Hey, what is up, everybody? This is your boy, AJ Tripp, and welcome to The Word According to Me. We've got a fun episode for you today. Uh, so, wherever you're at, you're driving on a long distance in a car, or if you got a long bus ride, or if you just send it home, let's start there. Listen to this podcast. Well, just sit back and relax, and we're going to have some fun. So, let's go ahead and let's get started. Alright, so have, have anybody here listening ever played the game Never Have I Ever? So, the way I've the way I, I pretty much known this game is that um, you um, play the game. You, you, say, you play with like a group of friends and you say, Never Have I Ever Done This, right? And if you, and if you have done this, then you take it a drink of uh, alcoholic drink, a beverage, right? And if you didn't do it, you, you stay wrong. And then I guess the winner is whoever is the least drunk at the end of the game is the winner. I guess I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe everybody's the winner because you're drunk. Everybody's drunk. But yes, um, this is how this game is. So I, you know, and I saw something on on Twitter where it was like, uh, where it was like, it was a never have I ever post, and you counted up how many things have you never done, right? So and then that's like like your score. So I thought, well, this might be a cool thing to do on a podcast. So I, I looked around and I found one hundred. Uh, from this website, 100 good, never have I ever questions. Uh, so we'll see how good this is. And, you know, I'm, I'm expecting to have a very high score. I will try to run through these as quickly as I can, um, while still, um, you know, making sure that I, I say each and every one, do 100. Is one hundred? I'm not gonna try to break down anything like this. But what I would do is, I will let you know if I haven't done it or if I have done it, and um, and we'll see how many, which, what my score is after the end of one hundred. You guys keep score at home too. How many of these have you done? How many of these have not done? But what you're gonna do is you're gonna keep track of the things that you've never done, that you've never done. And that's going to be our score, okay? Let's get started. Number one, never have I ever fallen in love with a cartoon character. Never done that. Number two, never have I ever wet myself while laughing. Never done that. 
Number three, never have I ever quietly farted during a meeting at work. Never done that. Number four, never have I ever wet my bed as an adult. No, I'm going to say I've never done that. Well, mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I want to go ahead and say I've, I've never done that. I've had some accidents, but I don't, I don't think it's what they're talking about when they're talking about wetting the bed. They're talking about maybe like a full, a full, like, pissing of the bed. And that, that's not necessarily what, I, what I've had. Um, I, I know they're not talking about squirting either, so <laughs> they're not talking about that. Number five, never have I ever eaten something out of the garbage. Never done that. Number six, never have I ever lied about my real name. Nope. Number seven, never have I ever caught smelling my armpit. Nope. Number eight, never have I ever got caught picking my nose in public. Nope. Number nine, never have I ever farted in an elevator while leaving it. Nope. Number ten, never have I ever broke something expensive and blamed it on the pet. Nope. Number 11, never have I ever made a dog so mad at that it chased me. Nope. Number 12, never have I ever eaten rotten food because I was hungry and broke. Nope. Number 13, never have I ever caught put, been caught pushing the pool door. I, I'm, I'm probably say we've probably all been caught doing that, so I'm going to say yes. That's going to be my first yes. Never have I ever made fun of an elderly person because they annoyed me. Nope. Number 15, never have I ever been ever called shoplifting. Nope. Number 16, never have I ever struggled not to cry. Well, never have I ever struggled not to cry while watching a movie with friends. No. Number 17, never have I ever pretended to be productive at work while doing nothing. Nope. Never have I ever rejected a gift because I was broke. Nope. Never have I ever lied to people for no reason. Mm. Uh, if I lied to somebody, it's been for a reason, so nope. Never have I ever used the opposite sex toilet while drunk. Nope. Never have I ever made a video of myself pretending to be a superstar singer. Nope. Never have I ever been through, th th been thoroughly smacked in a physical fight. No. Number, three, number 23, never have I ever worn a fake gloomy face at a funeral. No. Number, four, number 24, never have I ever talked to my reflection in the mirror. Yeah, I've done that. Never have I ever tried to run away from my shadow. Nope. Well, maybe. We are, maybe we took the next one look here. <sighs> Can't remember. That's I'm gonna say no. I was 26. Never have I attended a party that I wasn't invited to. Nope. Never have I ever lied about being sick to avoid going to work. Nope. Uh, yeah, nope. I'm 28. Never have I ever been caught walking around the house naked. No. Number 29, never have I ever made a promise I don't intend keeping. Nope. Number 30, never have I ever pretended to, I was lost and thought to avoid answering a question. Nope. 
31. Never have I ever imagined what I would look like if I was opposite sex. No. I'm 32. Never have I ever pretended to be knowledgeable about a topic. No. Number 33. Never have I ever had reasons to clear my browsing history. Nope. Never have I ever wanted to take credit for someone's ideas. Nope. Never have I ever gotten drunk on a first date. Nope. Never have I ever lied to make someone like me more. I think we've all done that. Yeah, 30, yeah so that's three. Never have I ever fantasized about having the power to make anyone fall in love with me. Yeah. I have that 30, 30, 30 what, four? Hmm. 38. Never have I ever broken up with someone because I wanted them to beg for Bring them to bed for my love. No. 39. Never have I ever stalked someone I'm crushing on. Nope. Number 40. Never have I ever thought about writing myself a love letter. Nope. 41. Never have I ever claimed to be in love with someone I don't love. Nope. 42. Never have I ever had my heart so broken it made me cry. Nope. Number 43. Never have I ever broken somebody's heart so bad they cried. Nope. Never have I ever stalked my ex on his or her social media pages. Nope. Never have I ever questioned my sexual orientation. Nope. Never have I ever cheated on a romantic partner. Nope. Never have I ever lied to people about the way my partner treats me. No. Never have I ever been in love with more than one person in a go. No. Never have I ever checked my partner's phone to see if they're cheating. Nope. Never have I ever... Never have I ever wanted to be in an open relationship. That's a yes. That's a, so I got five so far. Five yeses. Never have I ever loved someone who didn't love me back. Yes, six. So that's, I guess, six. Never have I ever snuck out to meet my boyfriend, girlfriend. Nope. Never have I ever f experienced love at first sight. Huh. I'm going to say no on that one. Never have I ever visited a dating website in search of love. Yes, I've done that. That's seven. Never have I ever forgotten the birthday of my girlfriend, boyfriend. Nope. Never have I ever pretended to like what I dislike to make my partner happy. Nope. Never have I ever had more than one boyfriend, girlfriend at the same time. Nope. Never have I ever deleted a chat so my partner wouldn't see it. Nope. Never have I ever considered breaking up with my partner. Nope. Never have I ever wished my girlfriend boyfriend had better looks. Nope. Never have I ever lied to avoid meeting my partner's parents. Nope. Never have I ever had to suppress a large fart on a date. Nope. Never have I ever gone on a date with the hopes of getting over an ex. Nope. Never have I ever broken up with somebody over text. Nope. Never have I ever sent a new pic to someone I was dating. Nope. Never have I ever regretted falling in love. Nope. Never have I ended... Never have I ever ended a relationship because of religion or politics. Nope. Never have I ever been married to anyone. Wait a minute. Um, yes, I've been married. No, no wait a minute. What? <laughs> okay. Never have I ever been married to anyone. So that, that would be, yes, I haven't been married. So that's eight. Uh, 69. Nice. Never have I ever been caught spying on my neighbors. Hmm. 
I'm gonna say no because I don't I don't think what I was doing was spying. <laughs> I don't think that was spying. Uh, so never have I ever told a joke and no one laughed. I'm gonna say no because I'm not sure exactly what they mean by that. Never have I ever sang a song without knowing the lyric lyrics. No, I don't think you can do that. Nope. Never have I ever given somebody the wrong direction because I thought it was funny. Nope. Never have I ever considered stealing what was delivered to my next door neighbors. Nope. Never have I ever lost a bet that left me heartbroken. Nope. Never have I ever been arrested for a crime. Nope. Never have I ever pretended I was on a call to avoid talking to someone. Nope. Never have I ever spent a night behind bars. Nope. Never have I ever gotten myself fired from a job. I want to say no on that one. Never have I ever wondered when I will die. Hmm. I guess yes. That's nine. No. Never have I ever had to follow a friend online. No. Never have I ever pretended I'm not excited about meeting a famous person. No, I don't do that. I don't. And the famous people that I've met, I just. I, just treated them like normal people. Never have I ever regretted apologizing to someone I offended. Nope. Never have I ever had to lie about my age. Nope. Never have I ever searched for someone online after we met. Who? Who? Um. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no on that one. Never have I ever stolen money from my parents. Nope. Never have I ever blackmailed somebody with a secret. Nope. Never have I ever pretended to be asleep to avoid helping a friend. Nope. Never ever. Never have I ever had to wear dirty underwear. Nope. Never have I ever been ignored in public by someone I know. Nope. Never have I ever sent someone an anonymous gift. No. Uh, yes, that's ten. I did do that. Ten. Uh, never have I ever shared a secret. I regret it. Nope. Never have I ever started a rumor about somebody. Nope. Never have I ever been chased by the police. Nope. Never have I ever pretended to be someone I'm not. Nope. Last five. Never have I ever snuck into someone's parents' home. Nope. Never have I ever lied to someone to avoid hurting their feelings. Nope. Never have I ever held a grudge against someone without knowing them. No, no, nope. Never have I ever trolled somebody online. I guess, I, I guess maybe I would, I would do that. Maybe I would say that. Um, that's be a lover. And finally, one number, number 100, never have I ever lied about having an allergy. Nope. So, my, I, 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 I did 11 of these things that were on the on this list. So it means that my score is 89. 89. I have not done 89 of these things. So, 
it would be like a good thing to do. However, like to do it like the regular. I actually think the better one is to do is the Alphabet Gang from the Cosby Show. If you ever watched the Cosby Show, there was one. There's one episode where Vanessa and her friends they did the Alphabet Game down in 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 in, uh, in, in one of her friends' basement, and Vanessa got so over drunk playing the Alphabet Game that you know they you know they got so upset at her for doing so. So, but I think I think the alphabet game is a better way of doing doing a drinking game than than just a normal drinking game or something like this. But this is this is this would be fun. Maybe you could come up with something where like, you know, that you, you can't take like you can't take I would take take eleven drinks, right? I would take it take it take eleven drinks or eleven sips of a drink or whatever. Um. And some some people are gonna be have done fifty of these, so you can't can do fifty drinks or fifty sips of a drink, you know. But maybe this is some more like, you know, maybe you you know maybe you uh, you come in with a hundred dollars and then you put a dollar uh, you put in one dollar for each time each time you did something, and then the person that has the the, the lowest number, or maybe have the you know, the lowest number of doing things, like I have eleven, would be the winner, and I and then and you win and you have some cash, so and maybe that's and that's a good thing to do, a good thing to do, play a game like this. So try it at home with your friends. What was your number? You can always uh, check me out uh, at uh, at a triple twenty on Twitter. You no, know, let me know what number did you have. Now what? Now why this came about was because I, I'm, I'm on the dating apps. I'm on the dating apps, almost all of them, and you know I I, I have it set to where I have it, you know, the age range I'm looking for. I have it like like from 20 to like 36, 37, 38, something like that, right? And a part of me wondered if I should go back if, if I if, if I'm if I'm get get it set for too young you know if, if I have is that like you know it's 22 young for me 40 to be dating now um you know listen I uh let's be let's be honest with you I'm always honest with you here in all realities I I don't have what 40 year old women want so there's Definitely, probably don't have what twenty-year women, twenty-year-old women want, right? Don't have the money, don't have the looks, don't have anything like that. Um, but still, you know, um, I'm, I have a set to younger things. There's a part of me that says that yes, age isn't a number as long as you have the main things that you want, right? The main things that you want, then it, it should not matter if she's never heard a blockbuster video. Or if she doesn't know, you know, if she wasn't around when the when they had VCRs <laughs> or anything like that, um, that shouldn't that shouldn't matter. What matter is your connection. And I, and, I, and as part of that, I do feel it. But I also think that part of that connection, some of those things that 
you know, that you do know about, that if you mention something, she, if you talk about something that, that you know, that is from years past, that she would know the reference to it, or is anything like that, right? And, and so here's the thing with me, right? I, I want to date younger, basically for two reasons. One, I fully met, it's a aesthetic reason, you know, when you, you know, to have a 20-year-old, 20, 24, 25-year-old woman, you know, maybe in her, in her most attractive prime, you know, and then have that, to be with that, you know, is like, it's a, it's a plus, right? It's, it's something like, yes. And yes, I, I know there are a bunch of women in there, middle to late 30s, even into their 40s, even into their 50s, that are beautiful, attractive, hot women, right? And yes, and I, I see it every day on TikTok as I scroll through TikTok. I see it every day on Twitter as I scroll through Twitter. Well, I don't know, but there's something about, you know, having that young, attractive woman. Because I, I, I never had that, you know. I, ne I never had that in my life. I, I've, I've never been on a date, never had a girlfriend, you know. So I, I don't know what it's like to be around that. So there's a part of me that wants to be around that. That's one of the reasons why I want to date young, because I want to have that... You know, physical, you know, aestheticness to be with, right? And I fully admit this. That's one of the part of it. I'm not going to lie. But the main reason is because, you know, for children. And the fact that, that you know, the pregnancies are, you know, difficult as women get older and, they can, they can, you know, there could be health issues that go along with those pregnancies in older women, you know, Down syndrome, autism, and other sorts of, you know, disorders and disabilities that can be helped upon the children. Uh, it's something that I don't want, I want to be able to give my children the best life that they could live, you know, in the sense of, in the least in, in, the, least in the sense of their health, you know, to, you know, so they don't have to they don't have to be put upon themselves to have deal with all of these other issues. Um, so I want, so, so that's why I like, I kind of looking for women younger than me, a lot younger than me, I guess you could say, because I, I kind of want that to be, you know, to be able to, to be able to be that way. So that's why I have, on all the dating apps, like I have my age range is from like 20 to 38, something like that. But is that really is that is that appropriate? Is it appropriate for a 40 year old to be dating someone 20, 22 years old, 23 years old? Is that is that, is that appropriate? And also to be, you know, also another thing is is that. No, I uh, just mentioned this about this. Really, is, is, is someone who's 22 going to want to date somebody who is 40? Someone who is not a millionaire or is not, you know, physically attractive? You know, again, like I said, again, there's women in the, there's women, there's women that's, someone that's 38 
in my highest age range. They're not going to want to date somebody, you know, you know, who's ugly and unattractive and, and not, not, and not, and not rich. So someone's 22 is going to do it. Someone who's their whole life is ahead of them, you know, someone who doesn't have, may not have kids and anything like that. So it's, it's, it's something that I go through on a daily basis, you know, talking about what is, what is right. But so I got a couple of websites here. I have, I have like, I have one website that is the dictionary.com. It gives you like the, the, you know, what does it mean and where does it come from? Like the backstory of the age plus seven day rule. Then I have another website talking about the science and this you know what the science think about that that rule of seven so let's first go here to the half your age plus seven dictionary.com what does half your age plus seven mean how young is too young to hook up with somebody do the math if they are older than half your age plus seven years then you are good at least as far as this rule of thumb is concerned the age here is usually the man's because of double standards. Right. That's what this that's what this usually comes from. You know. Usually when we're talking about, you know, the half age was seven, it's how old is the man and how young is the woman. Although it, it, it does happen very often the other way around. Young man, older woman. In fact, last month Hulu has been running commercials for a movie starring Emma Thompson and starring this younger, uh, younger attractive male, and it's about you know their you know their situation of I guess of, of hooking up, I guess you could say, and um, it's really like it's really amazing. Um, I I saw it I was really intrigued by it for a myriad of reasons. Not only the young male older woman thing but the I believe the young man is, is a black male and and uh, Emma Thompson is a, is a white woman and so it's very interesting uh, to think about that so yeah but yeah let's, let's continue on where does half your age plus seven come from half your age plus seven is an unofficial rule of romance often credited to the French author Max Aurel Leon Paul Bleuet in his 1901 love manual with the, with the incredibly romantic title of Her Royal Highness Woman and His Majesty Cupid. In it, Blulet's magical mathematical formula applied to the ideal age of a bride as half the room age plus seven years. Over the 1900s, half your age plus seven became a popular dating rule for sexual partners. Not just marriage partners, but don't miss its gendered undertones as the age is being halved as is almost the man. The French entertainer Maurice Cavachevillier referenced half your age plus seven in an interview with, with the Detroit News in 1931. By 1951, the American play The Moon is Blue and the 1953 film based on it both mentioned half your age plus seven. This rule was so well known by the 1950s that even Malcolm, Malcolm X is being quoted as being a staunch believer in half your age plus seven. Many decades later, the rule remains widespread. In 2007, the popular webcomic XKCD referenced the rule, though brilliantly rec 
cast it as the standard creepiness rule. No, it's not really recast. It's not creepy. If you if you are older person dating a younger person, it's not creepy. In the 2010s, the online dating platform OkCupid, which I'm also on, also released data on the age ranges that the people when asked about their preferred partner men as it happens roughly followed the half your age plus seven rule when it came to the lowest age that they would consider in a partner except for dudes in the mid 20s the mid 30s who were a little bit too interested in girls in their early 20s and again i i you know they say that you know but if dudes in their mid 30s that half your age plus seven rule would be women in their young early 20s, right? Take somebody who's 34. Half their age is seven. Half their age is 17. Plus seven is 24. So, I mean, that, that doesn't make sense. I don't know why. See, that line they put in there, that just sound like, again, that they're, you know, that they're, you know, jail, you know looking for jail bait. And I don't, I don't like that. Um, half your age, um, who uses half your age plus seven? Half your age plus seven has been used quite often over the years in dating and dating advice as an easy rule of thumb some like to follow to determine if it is a good idea that is appropriate or creepy, hit that word again, not creepy, to hook up. Some relation experts hold the general value of decency of half your age plus seven, while others critique it for one, perpetuating male-centric age disparities in relationships, two, stigmatizing older women as less desirable, and three, washing over the importance of compatibility and other personal qualities to a relationship. Still, some women may apply the rule for themselves and men may attempt to use it to steer their bros away from predatory, if not statutory, encounters. So, um, so they, they have a tweet here. Uh, this is from July 20, uh, 2018, uh, laid by Joe Milton. Joe Middleton, who is um, apparently ver verified and goes by at Mummy Blogger, um, said she, she she tweeted also for reference. How young do you think it's too young to date when you're a forty? Um, she puts me. I know there's no right or wrong, blah blah blah. But what would be the age that made you screw up your face and raise your eyebrows behind my back? Just so I know and. Uh, uh, someone replied to her as TMI Mummy, the TM at TMI Mummy blog. The quote unquote rule that I am aware of is half your age plus seven. So that's 27 for you. And one more tweet here from Dalty B at Debo859. This was November 7th, 2013. Remember, guys, if she doesn't fit in the equation, she's too young for you. And she and he has in there in parentheses half a plus seven. Uh, he continues, which is half your age plus seven for you simpletons. So that's that's like the definition uh, definition of half your age plus seven and the the things of um of where it come from, its origins. So uh, that is one thing. So then let's go to the second one. We're talking about science. Uh, science, uh, this is from the New Republic. It's an article by Alice Robb that was written in August 31st of 2014, which states, science does not report the rule of seven for relationships. So, 
Let's go. Let's go and continue. Bloggers and busybodies are divided over whether or not the age difference between actress Jennifer Lawrence, 24, and musician Chris Martin, 37, automatically renders their relationship inappropriate. Daily Mail, quote-unquote, relation ex- expert Tracy Cox condones it, saying their common ground should count for more than their 13-year age gap. Other commenters, meanwhile, condemn Martin as, quote-unquote, creepy, there's that fucking word again, and Lawrence as lame. If you subscribe to the rule of seven, the question of where the boundaries of a social acceptable relationship lie aren't a matter of opinion. They're clearly defined. According to the rule, the age of the younger partner, regardless of gender, should be no less than seven more than half of the older partner's age. Martin then shouldn't date anyone younger than 26 and a half, and Lawrence shouldn't go above 34. But so they don't fit into there. Like they, they like again at this time when it was written, Lawrence was 24 and Martin was 37. Continuing, the rule is r- widely cited, but its oranges are hard to pin down. Although we just read where the oranges could you know could have started. In its earlier incarnations, it seemed to be a prescription for an ideal age difference rather than a limit of what's okay. In The Moon is Blue, a 1953 film adaptation of the 1951 play by Frederick Hugh Herbert, Magni McNamara, playing 22-year-old Patty O'Neill, asked her 30-year-old suitor, haven't you ever heard that the girls are supposed to be half the, age, half the, half the man's age plus seven? The rule also appears in the autobiography of Malcolm X in the 1950s. Nation of Islam leader Elijah Muhammad taught that a wife's ideal age was half the man's age plus seven. This age gap should make up for the women maturing more quickly than the men, as well as ensure that a husband was sufficiently authoritative over his wife. When Malcolm X met his future wife Betty Sanders, he interpreted the fact that their ages fit the rule of seven as a sign that they were destined to be each other. Elijah Muhammad might have might not have been the most reliable relationship counselor, though. He was also concerned about height disparity, a tall man married to a too short woman, or vice versa, looked odd and not matched, he preached. Now that half your age plus seven rule has entered the cultural lexicon, it is defined ten times on Urban Dictionary. It gets its own section in Wikipedia's page on age disparity in sexual relationships, is espoused by Bernie Stinson on How I Met Your Mother and is referenced by the Washington Post and the All. But the rule of seven might not actually describe what people consider to be acceptable. In 2001, a team of Dutch social psychologists led by Bram P. Bunk of the University of Groningen examined desired minimum and maximum ranges across different ages by approaching people in public spaces, railway stations, libraries, malls, and asking them anonymously what ages they would consider appropriate for the five different levels of relationship. Marriage, serious relationship, falling in love, casual sex, and sexual fantasies. They restricted their survey to people who fell within a year of five age groups, 20, 30, 40, 50, and 60, and asked a similar number of men, 70, and women, 67. They found that women's preferences were fairly consistent over time. 
Throughout their lives, women tended to prefer men who were around their own age, with a little age range from a few years younger to a few years over, even in fantasy land. For men, though, the difference between their own age and what they considered an acceptable minimum increased as they got older, with the most dramatic drop around age 40. Men of 40, 50, and 60 all seemed to show an interest in partners for sexual fantasies and casual affairs that extended down into the mid to late 20s. The lower level of involvement, the lower the minimum age. Alright, so there you have it. Those are, these are the two things about the dating rule. And again, I... I, I again I, I just don't know I, I I'm I'm totally torn. There's something tells me that even like even think about it, me being forty, right? If I if I did this half age plus seven it would be twenty seven should be the youngest that I would be considered to be trying to date and and yes that that is you know that that that's, that does seem appropriate more than appropriate. Right, because as I, as, as I talked about, that's young enough for like you know when, when you're pregnant and things like this, for there to be nothing wrong with the baby. Although, you know, it, uh, even though that it is higher, it is higher for women into their 30s and 40s for those unfortunate disorders to come about. To come about, it can still happen when you're you know with a young person as well, right? Or when you're a young woman or a young couple, or whatever. And, you know, we talk about the aesthetic, you know, part of it, like I mentioned earlier, which I truly agree this is a part of it. Yes, women, a 27-year-old woman probably has the same, like, perfect, perfect body as someone who was 24, someone who was 22. It could be the same way. So... But then you just talking about like you know could you you know could you maybe be missing out on someone uh, who you know if you, if if you did like cut off age because listen it's again and and this maybe don't have necessarily do much do much to me as we talked about earlier and all of my dis you know dis you know dysfunctions and figments but even maybe somebody else you know somebody who is someone who's good looking somebody who is rich and somebody who does have you know. Who, who's not fat? Who is in shape? If they're forty and they they're dating a twenty year old, what's what's the big deal? As a, as I mentioned in that past article, as long as you've had the the right, you know, compatible compatible then who cares about age? And that's one of the things that I'm thinking about too. Who should who should really care about age and uh, age? As long as it's, as long as you're you know. And of the legal age, then, you know, why should that matter? Why should that matter to you? Why should that matter to anybody else? So, I'm just, I'm just very, very confused at this point in the moment. Um, again, if you have any advice for me, please hit me up on Twitter at a triplet twenty. Uh, that's A T R I P L E T T and two two zero. 
and hit me up on on Twitter and, and just let me know and let me know that you was listening to the podcast and and you have thoughts on the rule of seven uh, of, of dating. So yeah, let me know because right now I'm 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 just, I'm just back and forth. I'm really on the fence about whether or not I should change the range of my dating apps or if I should keep them the way it is. This episode of the podcast. Uh, I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this. Please, if you like this podcast and you want to support your board, there are many ways you can do it. You can obviously um, um, subscribe to wherever you're listening to this podcast. Subscribe there, rate my podcast, give me a good rating, and share your podcast on all of your social medias. Let me know, hey, I was listening to this. This guy's pretty good. I think you guys should uh, should listen to him. So. All of that would be fine if you if you feel the need to even go even more and want to support me monetarily, please do so. Patreon.com slash AJ Trip. Go become a patron. Once I hit a certain amount of patrons, you will be able to determine what you see me videos I do on my YouTube channel. You'll be able to um, choose the topic of what we talk about here on this podcast. And you will be able to uh, choose what video games I play from the games that I have on my Twitch channel. So, yes, yeah, a lot of, a lot of good stuff that you can do if you become a patron. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I don't know if we'll do next month. I don't know if we'll do next month. We'll have to wait and see. I may take a month off. I've, I've taken a month off of my sports podcast, so I may take a month off of this podcast. But as we talk about it here the last day of June. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see again. Just follow me on all my socials or, you know, make sure you, you know, you are clicking notification bells or anything like that. So if I do put a podcast out next month, you will, it will come to you and you'll get a notification on your phone or your tablet, something like that, wherever you listen to. So, yes, do that, please. Like the video. Uh, I did it again. I want to. I want to start going into my spiel as if as if this is a YouTube video. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is your boy AJ Trip signing off. As always, be good to each other, y'all. Be careful out there. And I am out. Best friends and Broadway superfans Jeff and Judy wait at the stage door every night to catch a glimpse of their idol Adina Menzel in the hilarious new comedy, Which Way to the Stage? And when a sexy stranger enters the scene and upends their friendship, Jeff and Judy have to go off book to rewrite their own finale. Called the best new comedy since theaters reopened by The Wrap and Zippy Fun by The New York Times, grab your best friend and see Which Way to the Stage at Signature Theater now through January 22nd. Get tickets at SigTheater.org.